This is how we make the next iteration, the vision for the future of our business appear, right? So this is us taking action. And the action is outlined as assess, plan, prepare, execute, assess, repeat. That's our acronym. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Hey guys, we are stoked. It's that time of year again. We are harnessing the end of year energy. We're going to do an exercise here today that is just proven to be not only just for our own personal success, our own business success, but we study success, right? We study specifically successful business people and the most successful chiropractic business people in the world. We're looking for commonalities. I love the expression, success leaves clues. Tony Robbins said that best. Man, this is one of the clues that you pick up if you study successful people. And that's something that we lovingly call the appear process, right? It's assess, plan, prepare, execute, assess, and repeat. We're doing it today, Dr. Pete. We're looking back at this past year, 2023, so we can learn from it, right? So we're going to go through a learning process. We're going to assess and learn. And it's going to inform our planning and preparing for 2024, because I know that 2024 is going to be our biggest and best year yet. We say that every year and guess what? We're undefeated so far. All right. Every year has been a bigger and better year. And uh, I know that 2024 is going to be no different. Yeah, Doc, Stephen, first of all, it's great to be together today. I always love our time and uh, great to be here in the studio with you. And, you know, as we do typically before we launch any episode, we discuss what we're going to discuss beforehand. And you know, right now we're in the we're in the thick of an, the energy of the end of your energy, and it's a really important energy. It's a really important energy to harness. And as a CEO, it's very important to pay attention. You, we we call you the chief energy officer, and we say that you know, as your energy goes, so goes your practice, right? And so it's very important that at this time of the year, all times, but this time in particular, that you you really tighten up your boots and and you show up ready to lead your team who who might at this point get a little bit distracted or a little bit worn down or, or fill in the blank with how they might be that might not be on purpose and, and all the things. And it's really important to see that, recognize it. And then at the same time, recognize what you don't have the luxury of becoming and then step into the energy of what it means to lead people through transitions. When you go through the transition of a year to a new year, you could easily lose weeks, if not months of traction. And it's really important to not do that. <laughs> so we have made it our rhythm and our cadence to bring this to you, everyone's attention at this time of the year. This is not the first time we've done this, but it'll be the best time we've done it. And, and we do that because we know how important this is. And you can never rest on your laurels. You can never sit back and say, we've been there, done that. It doesn't work. It doesn't happen like that. So we're encouraging you because as a chief energy officer, you set the tone 
as a vision caster, you cast vision. That's part of energy. There's another part of energy, determining what's important now, what's important next, that's also energetic. And this appear process is also energetic. There's an energy, uh, there's an energy leadership component of the appear process that we're going to lean into today. And as you said, success leaves clues. And what we know is, is that if you don't have a system for this, it won't happen. So what we have done, Dr. Steven, also known as the systems guy, has taken really great concepts and we're putting it into a very systematic, practical, usable process. And, and so that's what we're going to discuss today is very practically how we as CEOs should lead in this vital time of transition and, and practically and systematically exactly how to go about it. So we're going to, we're going to hit a few things today. It's going to be very practical and hopefully very, very insightful being that if you're listening to this as this episode is being released, it's, the, it's right here at this uh, major transition between 23 going into 2024. So I love the framework that we're going to use to organize this conversation and really your next, let's call it six weeks to 52 weeks. <laughs> right, so, and I'm bullish when I say it that way, because you know what, this is not a good idea. Like we tried, we try not to share good ideas. This is proven Lara of the jungle material we're covering here because we've been doing this four years in a row here in the podcast, but we have been doing collectively between Dr. Pete and I for 40 years in a row in our businesses. This is a proven construct, right? So we've replicated it now across thousands of practices and we hear the feedback from all y'all and we just appreciate that. We love hearing from you guys on this. This last to now, now to next construct, this framework allows you to get focused, right? So to get clarity and to capture so you don't just metabolize through lessons learned. You don't just, you know, there's going to be wins, there's going to be learns, right? There's, it's just a process that we're all going through. We're all limping into the room at the end of the year, but let's face it, right? So where, where did we win and what did we learn during the year? It's like after a great game, you'd never skip the halftime huddle up in the locker room and the, you know, films on Monday morning, right? So we're not quite there yet, right? So we still got some meat on the bone on this year, but we're preparing ourselves for that, right? So we don't want to take our eye off the potential of the end of the year. Cause like you said, Dr. Pete, if, if you, if you just kind of go with the flow right now and you follow the herd, right? So the herd is get shifting into cruise control right now, right? So everybody's like starting to get distracted and let's call it inebriated by all of the holiday excitement, et cetera. And there's a downshifting that's going on. And, you know, as people shift their focus away from work, they start talking about, you know, the holidays in such a way it's like, oh yeah, we're going to have these days off. We're going to, we're going to take time off. We're going to take our eye off of our business. We're going to get ready for our holidays, our vacation, all that stuff is awesome. Right. So, but we know what's true around this is there is a, you know, there's a hangover after the party, right? So you've got to really caution yourself and you don't want to experience that in your business, right? So you don't want the last four to six weeks of your year to be a party in your practice where everybody's taking their eye off of the mission. Everybody's taking the eye off the growth of the business. And what we want to do instead, rather, is we want to ramp towards the end of the year to catapult ourselves with great energy into the new year. Trust me, you're going to have time or a way to, to downshift, to be with your family, to focus on the reason for the season, to enjoy each other and the fruit of your remarkable practice, right? So this is about creating the business that supports the remarkable life, not competes with it, right? So we don't want to erode or take the legs out of that business in the last four to six, six weeks of the year 
Dr. Pete, losing momentum can be costly, 40, 60, $80,000 in a chiropractic practice. If you take your eye off the ball for the last month of the year and the first two weeks of the year, man, I would rather flip the script on that and say, I am launching myself into first quarter with full expectation that we got a full head of speed, head of steam. We've got a plan in place and we've got everybody aligned. And when we get aligned, we get along. So a couple of things, you know, just setting the tone for this. So if you've been listening to this podcast or you're someone who uh, works with us, us directly, this is not an unfamiliar discussion for you. So hopefully when I make my next point, this is something that you can do. So we are going to give away essentially two unique tools. Uh, one is called the vision story. And then the other one is the vision map. This is, this is the framework, the bundle essentially for the last to now, now to next. So you, you can get those They're They're part of this episode uh, today. And so hopefully if you have been listening and you've been actually downloading the things and using them, you should at this point be able to pull out the last and now, now to next from last year or even the last years, because this isn't the first time we've done this and actually bring those out and, and actually lay them out, so to speak on the table. And this would actually be a really important therapeutic thing to do. Why? Because the first thing, the first A that we're doing is the assess A. The assess A looks a lot like the A to Z technique. It's looking back over where we've come from. Tell me a little about the history. Tell me about what's been going on. The, the A gives us the ability to look back and audit the business. It, it, it gives us an, an audit of what's happened. And a really great way to do this is actually look at what was the objective going into the year? What did you originally write? What was the original story and map? a year ago? What did it say we were going to accomplish? And then we're going to assess how we did. And Dr. Steven, I know you're going to dive into that. I would say if you if you haven't, that this is a, something to make an, a note to have this saved in a place so that when it comes time to next year, that you would use this tool as a part of your goal setting, planning, visioneering work that you do annually as part of your annual cadence as a CEO and leader of your business. And so I, I wanted to make sure that I said that because there is a giveaway, but hopefully if you already have it, you can pull it out and use it to reflect. Another way to say assess is to reflect, it's to consider, it's to ponder, and then to document what happened. So that's the first A. So the appear is assess, okay? So that's a looking back and then from the looking back, what we do is we gather ourselves and we get clear on where we are at this point. We like to call it brutal facts. You just write the story, like what happened? And that's the first thing on that story, vision story uh, exercise is write the story of what happened over this past year. You can write it as a narrative, as if you're going to pitch it and somebody is going to do a docu mentory of your journey last year all the way up to the next three to five to ten years but write that and then what are the what are the measurable things right so you should have that if you've done this before if not this framework is going to be incredibly powerful for you for auditing to share hey this is where we've come from this is what's happened and dr steven you and i are going to go back and forth i know now and some some more very practical things and then you're also going to use this framework to then cast vision for the future, which we'll get into probably on a different episode. We don't have time to get all of that in one episode, Dr. Steven. So we're starting with the assess so that we can plan and prepare for the next year 
and do it in a more remarkable way. So let's uh, let's dig into this. That's right. Uh, you That's know right. this exercise because it really is an exercise. So you know there are tools, right? So the it, the tools in the toolbox facilitate the process and help you convey it to your team. Who you're going to need to recruit, right, to help you manifest this. So you know ultimately from a high level, why are we doing this, right? So why are we doing this? We're doing this so that we can manifest the next iteration of our business, right? Mm -hmm. So the next iteration of our business is what are we going to create in 2024? As we sit here at the end of 2023, we're vision casting into 2024, right? So that is our job as the CEO, as the visionary, we are the vision caster. Well, this is the process of us getting clear, getting clarity around that. We have to get clear so that we can be clear in our communication and we convey clearly into our people so that they can share our clarity and understand what their role is in manifesting that. That's the objective here is we want to be able to put ourselves in a position where we're going to be able to cast a vision and an action plan for our team for 2024. Okay. So in our process, we call that our appear process. Like, I think most of us are familiar with like the law of attraction where, and I'm not teasing it. It's a little tongue in cheek when I say this is like for most of the CEOs on this call, if you're like Dr. Pete and I, you know, we're not all right with just sitting there and closing our eyes and focusing on what we really want. And hopefully it's just going to be attracted to us. It's going to come to us. That's a component to this. But you know, if you're like us, God gives us a bike and we want to pedal. And so we, he gives us a piano and we want to bang the keys, right? We want to play. We want to participate. This is how we make the next iteration, the vision for the future of our business appear, right? So this is us taking action. And the action is outlined as assess, plan, prepare, execute, assess, repeat. That's our acronym, right? And so we're going to assess the past. We're going to look back at this past year to inform the planning and preparing for 2024, right? So our nickname for this process at this time of the year is the last to now. And then the next time we're together, we're going to do now to next. So last to now is an assessment of 2023. And then next time we're together, we're going to do the now to next. And it's going to be the assessment process of 2023 that's going to inform us so we do a better job at casting the vision for 2024 and what it's going to take to manifest that, right? I know that was a lot, gang, but you know what? We're talking about putting you in a position of best year ever, right? The juice is worth the squeeze on this exercise. Hey, Doc, let's face it. 95% of your problems are people problems. You can't find A players. You can't keep A players. You don't know how to leverage your team, create expectations and agreements, or hold people accountable in order to optimize your team. Doc, what would happen to your practice if you were finally able to get the right people in the right seats, doing the right work the right way? For most chiropractors, it would be a game changer. You'd increase your capacity and see more people. You'd make a bigger impact and a bigger income. You'd be able to delegate and scale your business. Or maybe you'd need to get your associate relationship dialed in. That would mean you getting your time freedom back. You could get a handle on your schedule, maybe even become a CEO. If this is what you want your 2024 to sound like, make sure that you join us for the remarkable team building immersion in Phoenix, Arizona, January 26th and 27th, or in Brisbane, Australia, March 8th and 9th. I personally will be there and I can't wait to be back in Australia. Doc, bring your team with you. Get everyone on the same page. They'll be back in your office on Monday with more clarity, accountability, and purpose than ever before energize and mobilize your team and see your practice grow. What are your goals for 2024, Doc? 
Is it a seven-figure foundation, a seven-figure revenue, seven-figure profit, or maybe even a seven-figure exit? Whatever season you're in, you'll need a seven-figure team. Click the link in the show notes below and register today. Today, let's focus on our assessment process. Let's let's focus on the last to now. We're going to take a look back at 2023. And I'm going to ask you just to, to transport yourself back in time a year ago. You're referencing this exercise from last year. At the end of 2022, we did the same thing. We assessed 2022. We cast a vision for 2023. If you've been with us for over a year, hopefully you still have your exercise done. And as Dr. Pete said, right in front of you, you can look at it and say, how did I do? So if you didn't, great. Let's make sure you're in a position next year to be able to do that, right? So print this thing out and do this exercise. Even if you have to listen to it two and three times, we'll walk you through this. We're going to help you get there, right? So one of the first things that starts with is visioning, visionary, be, being the visionary and vision casting for where are we going in 2024? Like you said, Pete, it starts with a, with a story in your mind. And that story becomes a narrative that we can tell others so they see, this, they see the same vision. And then we quantify it, right? So it's objective and it's measurable. And those are called goals, right? Those are milestones that we want to hit throughout the year, throughout the quarters, throughout the month, so that we know if we're on track or off track to manifesting that vision, right? And then we can create like an image or what we call an infographic so that those learners in the room can look at that and take that mental snapshot and say, oh, okay, I see what it looks like. I see where we're going. Today, we're going to use an infographic that we created for, for goal setting to help everybody understand how to arrive at intelligent goals, not just smart goals, intelligent goals, right? So we all know smart goals. Let's talk about intelligent goals. Intelligent goals are a math problem, right? You hear us say, turn your mission into a math problem, because if you don't, you're going to be dealing with people problems. And we all want to be solving math problems, not people problems, right? So to make sure that you're dealing with math problems to solve this year, we're going to establish what's called base case scenario, right? So when you're doing your goal setting, we want to use base case scenario. Base case scenario is the statistically highest likelihood of an outcome based on previous performance, okay? So everybody knows best case scenario and everybody knows worst case scenario, but nobody talks about base case scenario. Base case scenario statistically is a repeat of what you did in the previous time period, right? So if we're looking at this year, we look at last year. So if we look at how much did we grow in 2023, let's say we're talking about top line revenue. So if we look at top line revenue growth and we said, hey, we grew 25% top line revenue growth in 2023 during the year. So from January 1st to December 31st, our revenue growth grew 25%, right? That's our top line revenue growth. That's the base case scenario for 2024. Statistically speaking, the best predictor of tomorrow's weather is yesterday's weather. So the best predictor of the 2024 revenue growth would be what's called best, excuse me, base case scenario. Now you can have best case scenario and worst case scenario on either side of that line. But if you strike that line out, wherever that line lands, that is the statistically speaking, most highest likelihood of where you're going to perform next year, right? So at least now we're, ta we're talking about an intelligent goal. And then we can be subjective and say, well, I think we're going to do better than that, Dr. Pete. I think because we're changing this thing or these two things or these three things, I think making these three assumptions are done. I think we're going to do better by 5%. I think we'll do 30%. And conversely, we know that you might have a worst case scenario, which is like, actually, we have some exposure here. We might actually underperform if this happens or this and this happens or this, this, and this happens. We have exposure here that would cause us to underperform. 
So Dr. Pete, when we're laying out our goals, which is where this all begins, because your mouth makes writes check this checks that your ass has to cash, right? You and your team. This is when you're writing those checks. You're setting those goals for the year. Let's do it intelligently so everybody can get behind it and they buy into it. Let's get aligned so we get along. Lay out that base case scenario and set your team up for success. You know, I love how you, you know, you talked about how everybody's getting along. I had this come up recently on a on a meeting where the CEO said that his team was in a sense, a bit of, you know, there was a little bit of accusation going on that the CEO was pulling the goals out of his backside. And, you know, and there was a little pushback there, you know, it's like, dude, where, where are these goals coming from CEO, <laughs> you know? And, and so, so when you talk about, you know, this idea of everybody getting along, it, it really has a lot to do with this idea of them seeing it and believing it and being like, yeah, you're going to expect that from me and I ain't going to hit my goals and I'm not getting my bonus, you know? And that is not a culture that we want to, we want to, you know, support. We want to create a culture of, you know, everyone being bought in, seeing it and, and then achieving it. And so this is a, like, yeah, I love how we, we frame it as it's not just smart, it's intelligent and it's a math problem. So you can avoid the people problem. That scenario I just gave you, it was a people problem. That's exactly right. And, and so the way you resolve it or prevent it, because it's a preventative approach, this is how you get ahead of it. And then you always go back. So then we, if then from that, what do you do? You set ENA. And then what does that look like? Well, that looks like my scorecard, you know? So, so it's all very practical, but I want to, so I want to speak to both the transactional and relational leader here, because we talked about a few episodes ago, if you haven't listened to this episode, talk about the Ascension in the CEO's um, leadership and really becoming that transformational leader. And so you really are going to, you're going to exercise and use both muscles here because this is very, can, can feel very transactional. And this is why the first part of this exercise, which is a more, more of a relational component where you talk about what were the wins, what were the lessons, what were the, you know, what were the highs and lows and, and what were the takeaways? You know, it's very, can be very relational. Uh, and it's really important place to start in my opinion. So if you're going to say like, Dr. Pete, exactly how would you roll this out? Like in a board meeting with my team, like, why don't you start there? And get everybody kind of feeling good and, and, and actually listening. And heart, sort of head, hands, feet. Yeah, heart, head, hands, feet. So this is go heart first and, and really go into the story of what's happened. So make sure you do that and don't just whip out the, the, you know, the three lines and all the things. Yeah. Where did we heart. win? What did we learn? Yeah. All heart, right? I, I think that, Stephen, that's a really important. I wanted to make that point because I, I can see how the team needs the transactional because we don't want to. We want to create a situation where you know everybody's kind of getting along and we don't have people problems, but also speak to the the per, the people and the heart too. So please do that, and and I would include that, and I would actually start with that as we teach. Then go to this what Dr. Stephen just laid out, you know, and and go through that in that order. There's a, there's a methodology. There's a, there's a genius to the flow. You know, the appear process is in order, and that there's an order to this. So I'm just gonna encourage all of you as you're taking this in, you know, to really think through it that way, be, become that, be that transformational leader at this time, which means exercising both sides of the muscle. You're able to equally use your right and left, you know, and, that's exactly and that's right. how you want it to be. So Dr. I just want to make sure I, I stated that. And again, the, the framework, great. The they don't want to miss it, really right? Helpful. This, this yeah. is one of the leadership nuances that we have, you know, created a framework around, which is heart, head, hands, feet. And like you said, you come out of the gate and you talk about the vision. Like, where did we win? This is what we set out to do. Where did we win? 
And what did we learn? Right. So at, at the end of the day, we've learned a lot during the year. Right. So usually see like three to one failures to successes. Right. And you're supposed to learn from your failures. You learn from your success as well, but you learn way more from your fails. Where do we win? What did we learn? Right. So failure is not the opposite of success. It's intrinsic to success. What we have to recognize is that it's just part of it. What did we learn as we were moving forward? Right. So, in, you know, in this process of elimination, we eliminated that strategy. We eliminated that tactic. We eliminated that person in that role, right? So we've just gotten closer to success through our failures, right? So where do we win and what did we learn? Let's capture it. Let's talk about it as a team. Now that everybody's in that same place, it's like, okay, so now let's get into our head. So we went from heart to head. Let's talk about the numbers. We quantified this, right? So we set these goals and we were on track or off track. And if we were on track, that's good right? That's good. 25% growth. Wow. That's good, man. This is like, we, we expect that that's a good year. A better year would be if we were above goal and we actually over delivered, right? So now we're in bonus territory, right? A best, right? Would be if we were killing it, right? And next thing you know, we're like, man, we just crushed it. And we had this incredible growth this year, not 25%, not 30%, 35% growth or more. So we just went good, better, best. And now we're up here in this great zone of bonusing everybody on the team and everybody's excited, everybody's energized. And it's just such a great conversation, right? So what we want to then identify is, well, listen, before the year started, we had said certain things would have to happen for us to overproduce, right? So we made some assumptions of, you know, hey, we're going to add a doctor. Hey, we're actually going to move into a bigger space. Uh, we are, we're actually going to be hiring a digital marketing expert. We, uh, we're going to put our office manager in the COO program. We're going to bring in a new patient concierge. We're going to split our front desk into check in CA, check out CA. We're going to dot, 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 fill in the blank. Like what were the things that you did that said, we're going to build the bridge between now to next last year. These are the things that we're doing. We're investing in these things to grow even beyond where we were this year. We know we can perform at base case scenario. Why? Because that's a historically proven that we, we know that we're competent there. We know we can deliver that because we did historically. I bet we're going to do even better, Dr. Pete, because we're making these investments, we're making these changes. Assess, were you right? Did you complete those? Did you deliver on those assumptions? Did you hire that person? Did you onboard that new patient concierge? Did you split that front desk? Did you bring in that associate doctor, right? So were your assumptions right? Or were there some other pleasant surprises? They're like, man, we didn't see that coming and we actually over-delivered. Yeah, so Dr. Seaman, that's one, that's one approach, you know. It's <laughs> one if, scenario. <laughs> if we over-deliver, but, but what do we do when, you know, we under-deliver? And I love the quote that you said is, you know, failure in, is intrinsic to success. So the question is, what, what do we learn? And then how do we then apply that very practically moving forward? So the scenario might be, okay, here is our, you know, here are our goals. Here's our base case. Here's our best case and worst case. And let's say, you know, the worst case scenario it did manifest. That is what happened. You know, maybe you never found the ad associate or you found them, but it ended up not working out. Or, you know, you hired a digital marketing company and it just didn't produce. And you ended up spending a lot of money and kind of focusing all your energy on that. You took your eye off of internal and external and you ended up having a big dip for like six months at in new ones. And that, and then you've, you've been recovering, but you just haven't, you're just digging out of that hole. And that, that was six months of the year or whatever the story might be, right? So you fill in the blank. And, and the reality is, is if maybe somebody's on the other side, you can raise your hand. Did anything happen to you this past <laughs> <All of> year? <laughs> Did anything happen this past year that was unexpected? Did you have any of your team members 
leave? Anyone have a baby and leave? Did anyone, you know, uh, any hire not work out? Did, did any, and then she did Somebody got married and moved. I mean, yeah. went to chiropractic school. <laughs> like, yeah, and we're well, saying that we're smiling, but we're also saying it on the inside. We feel it. Like, we know, like, that's, it's hard. And I, you know, oh man, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? It's wicked hard, but it's worth it. it the bottom line is, guys, stay the course. You know, we have to be connected to our, anchored to your purpose especially when things hit the fan, especially when it's like, dang, man, I thought I was going to, I had a different vision and it wasn't that you didn't show up and, and do your best either. You know, it wasn't like, dude, I freaking did my best. I, I really, I followed your guys advice or whatever it might be. Right. Um, and I feel you, you know, there's things that are in and then out of your control. And so, you know, I, I'm going to ask you and encourage you once again, to focus on where you have influence and your influence will grow. Continue to just, get back to that. And this is something right now, this year, you can influence this. And like you said, Dakshi, when we learned from last year, here's what we learned. Let's get with back with the heart. And you may be staring at a brand new team in front of you doing this exercise that wasn't even there last year. That's there this year. That could be very, very true. So even that you might be just coming to grips with him. Like, dang, I feel like I'm going to be teaching them all this stuff for the first time. I, I wish I had some repeat team members in this meeting, but the, the truth is that, you know, we can't get you know, tired of doing this because this is what we do as CEOs. And Dr. Steven, you know, how many times have we had calls with, you know, clinics? It's like year after year, it's like, man, I'm just about the same every single year. And we're just not really seeing much growth. It's not really happening. That's the, what we would call the worst case scenario. I'm not saying that's the worst. I'm saying that's the worst case scenario where there's literally no real growth, no needle movement at the end of 12 months of all that energy and effort. We're basically sitting right where we were at the end of last year, volume, collections, profit, you know, all of it's right about the same. And, and that's, that's what we're saying. You can change that by documenting this and getting clear and then putting together a strategic plan, which is what we're going to talk about on our, the next 100%. episode, actually, because we need to talk about how, how do you, if that was a scenario, that's just brutal facts. So then what do we do moving forward is we got to put together a strategic plan to make sure that we see the, what is the base case? We see what's best. We see what's worse. We define that. We get clear. We reverse engineer it back, bring it all the way up to now. And then we, we, get, we put together the plan to get there. That's what the second half of this exercise, Dr. Steven, is all about. That's exactly right. And, you know, so often, you know, docs who approach us and they're, you know, they're exhausted, frankly. You know, so they're like, listen, I'm, you know, I'm 15 years in and it's just been flat. And I figured after all these years of experience, I've, you know, I, I would just see just organic natural growth and I would just keep growing like I did the first five years. I'm 15 years into this. Why? And I'm like, well, the truth is, is that you're 15 years of practice, but the last 10 years you've had the same year repeated 10 times, right? So, and you know, you can't expect a different outcome when you just put the same input, right? So this is your chance to say, yeah, you know what? Next year is going to be my year. This is going to be different, right? And it's not going to just, we're not going to hope and pray, right? So of course we're going to do those piece, pieces. We're not only going to hope and pray, right? We're going to put together a plan and an action plan that's intelligent based on what we're learning from this past year. And we're going to make this next year best year ever. Uh, the way to hedge our bets on that is to capture this plan in this two-part series, this first uh, step in the process, do this exercise. This is the unsexy work that so many people are not willing to do. Okay. And it's what makes the difference between somebody who is achieving their goals and somebody who's not achieving their goals. Most people will not complete this part of the process. This is the hard stuff to do, to look back, 
brutal facts and get real, assess this previous year, inform yourself and say, how am I going to take what I learned from this year and how am I going to use that to inform and project into the future for 2024 and put together our now to next plan. Make sure you join us for this next episode. Get this exercise done. Bring it with you. You've got downloads down here in the show notes. Make sure that you take those, print those out, do the exercise, do the things that most people are not willing to do. This is what all makes the difference. This is makes what makes all the difference. Success is reserved for the action taker. Here's your opportunity to set yourself up, take the action and set yourself up for the best year yet. Cairo matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEOs. So today I am honored to be in the studio with a good friend of mine, colleague of ours, and a remarkable CEO running a remarkable business, serving our profession that we love, chiropractic. Uh, please help me welcome back. He's not a first-time guest. This is a multiple uh, you know, guest type uh, guest I've got right here. We bring him back quarterly, it seems, or at least once or twice a year. Uh, Dr. Eric Kowalki uh, from SCED, as well as from Higher Health Chiropractic, which is an incredible clinic or group of clinics that I get to uh, work with as well. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Absolutely. Excited to be here, guys. So Dr. Eric, you and I were just chatting even before we get in in this meeting about our families, because you have a large family as well as I do, and really about being an intentional father and being intentional, right? And you said something to me that really hit me um, that I want to just note because it speaks to your character. It also speaks to who you are as a person, but also I believe how you run your life and business, which is you talked about what it's going to be like when my kids are older, my age, looking back over how their childhood was, I'm thinking about them then and what they're going to be saying and asking and stories are going to tell. And I thought that was just so powerful. I just wanted to just share that with everyone, because I think what you're saying is you have to have a vision, a perspective that goes beyond the, the present. You have to be able to see farther down the road. And I think that, you know, and you're leaving a legacy with everything that you do in your personal life and in your business. And I think that's a really good starting place for our conversation today, because we're talking about making decisions, decisions that are going to impact the people's lives today, but also the future uh, of chiropractic, future, the future for humanity in so many ways. And, and winning or losing a person or a family can come down to as just poor communication in many ways. It can come down to a missed call or missing connecting with people or things being a little bit too challenging in the health space. And we lose the opportunity to serve somebody. So I don't know if you wanted to share any more about that, just because that was just something that really impacted me when you said it. And I feel like this is a CEO podcast. We're talking to leaders here and these yeah. things really matter. So I don't know if you want to uh, just say anything about that and then we can uh, get to it as well. 
maybe we need to start a remarkable father podcast. <laughs> and we just talk about this stuff all the time. Uh, no, it, it is. I mean, you, uh, you know, as I read books and I just communicate and connect with other, other men, there's a lot of things that were screwed up about their childhood and their father relationship that are still affecting them as, you know, decades later as they're grown men and how they treat their kids. And it just made me think, wow, what, what I do intentionally now with my kid is going to affect how, you know, his whole life and like his, his, how he reacts to scenarios, how he communicates with his wife, how he communicates with his kids. You know, there's stuff that we do that our dads just did, you know, whether intentionally or unintentionally, but that's just how they raised us. And we just naturally are just like, well, that's all I know. Cause that's how my dad raised me. Well, what are we doing now intentionally or unintentionally that our kids are going to say the same thing 10, 20 years from now. And I think it's just fun to know that you can shape the next generation, starting even with your own children um, about being intentional. So if you're, if you're a father, uh, you know, listening to this podcast, the, the book that we were discussing and referencing was The Intentional Father by John Tyson. And then there's another one, Raising a Modern Day Knight. And there's several other, but those two touch on it really good to just start to think about, you know, we're, we're intentional about our spiritual relationship with God. We're intentional about our, our marriage, you know, like connecting and making sure our, our spouse relationship is always thriving and growing. And then the next phase of this is with our family and our, and our kids and making sure we're turning boys into men intentionally. Yeah. So good. I love that word intentional and the word shaping, right? And that's ultimately what, you know, we have been entrusted with. We talk about, you know, the, the patient journey, they go from seeker to a believer and then from a believer to an understander, understander to a promoter, an advocate. And, you know, it's really about a shaping process. You've studied the story cycle, right? We get their story, we share our story, we shape their story and we send them, right? So there's this whole journey that goes full circle and 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 it's the same for our families and and all the relationships so i love this like you said we could start a, a podcast just for that so maybe we'll have to come back <laughs> around and 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 revisit that but you you did also talk about something earlier before we actually pressed uh record here we talked about this idea of the word convenience right a lot of times you know um that word convenience is an interesting word right? I, the first word that comes to my mind when I hear convenience is a convenience store, but, and that's not necessarily uh, you know, a positive, but then I think of convenience, like you and I are in two totally different States. And right now we're communicating, not just on the phone, but virtually, and we're creating a video and an audio. And we're going to turn this into a YouTube little video. We're going to turn this into a podcast. It's going to be some on a bunch of different platforms. That's a convenience as well. And that's being used for good. And so when I, I want you to unpack just some of the concepts that you shared with me today about being an inconvenient business model in a convenience-driven world. Oh, man, um, can, can you can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the world we live in, and just you know, speaking our our life is, you know, we, my my daughter was baking baking something for school the other day, and you know, we have six kids who are running all over the place, and she jumps on whatever the app is where you can order groceries and within an hour, the groceries at our door so she can bake her things and we didn't even have to leave the house, you know? And that's just life. So y'all live in the same thing with Costco, Target, like you order your mobile stuff at Starbucks. Everything is like instant and convenient nowadays. And as a, as a business owner and a CEO and even running our chiropractic business, our clientele, that's their life too. So if we're not 
intentionally making it convenient for them to seek care at our office, to contact us, to communicate with us, to schedule with us, then we're inherently making it less convenient or inconvenient for them. And if you're if you're looking at a, a business that's either growing or dying, a growing business is a business that's intentionally making it more convenient for their clients and in turn making a better experience versus making it inconvenient. I mean, how many of us do wanna do wanna invest in another business or in a relationship with a doctor knowing that it's going to be less convenient and more inconvenient? And I'll give you a, I was on this mastermind last week with uh, all these companies that are doing stuff in health communications around the world. And they're all speaking the same language. And, and the stat that they did, they researched like 100,000 patients and they found that over 40% of them would switch providers if they didn't offer the communication that they wanted, which was SMS. So if, if the provider wouldn't use text messaging, they would switch providers to another provider just because of that, which I was like, holy cow. Um, I, I didn't expect that. I mean, I personally would, wouldn't, I mean, I guess, but with, with a chiropractic office, they're coming to us a lot. I mean, it's got to be convenient for their life. Like, scheduling has to be convenient their life is just ever evolving and changing and windstorms are coming and knocking down trees in their yard and like things are happening that they need to like oh i need to pivot and and you know change my appointment to thursday instead of tuesday afternoon well most chiropractors you guys you know you're open 25 hours a week for adjusting so you answer your phones 25 maybe 30 hours a week so you're only out of a, out of an entire week's time frame you're only available to take a call or communicate 30 hours a week, that's very inconvenient for your clients and your patients. The reason that we're not open more is because it becomes inconvenient to us. So I think we the, yep. the, the history is, well, if I open up more hours, it's inconvenient to me. It's inconvenient to my lifestyle. If I hire somebody to answer the phone, that costs me more money, you know, and it's it's less convenient for me. So it's, you, it's been a trade-off up to this point. I'm like, okay, well, I, it's convenient as, as much as I can make it for them without inconveniencing my life. That's why we created SCED, because now SCED is like your automated virtual CA. So let's hire somebody, this system, this computerized system that we created that can communicate and can manage your schedule, can automate some of your communication, keeping it authentic in who you are, real time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So now my clients and my patients can interact with my office, schedule, reschedule, all at the same time on a Sunday afternoon at four o'clock and it's not inconveniencing me at all. I can do whatever I want. And I think the last I looked, the cost of schedule to do that's like less than $2 an hour or something. So for $2 an hour, I can hire this software to manage this for me. And that's just the way everything is going. And I think that's why I just love talking about it so much because I can sit back and I know this is happening in my own office right now and I don't have to do it. And it, it brings a smile to my face. <laughs> Well, I, I, I can feel it. You know, I can hear it in your voice. So I can I can feel it uh, in your energy and, and, I, and I sense it because it's actually happening for you real time. So maybe share with uh, our listeners. Um, so you you have developed SCED and that's that's one company. You also have a chiropractic office. So talk a little bit about that. And, just, you know, so so everybody who's listening, it's like, OK, this is actually being used real time for by me and my team and you have your, basically you have your testing built into your life, your beta and alpha and all the levels of testing are all happening real time in the house. Um, 
So can you just talk a little bit about what you guys are up to in, in maybe both the business or the different businesses, those two businesses at least? Yeah, great question. So we, my wife and I opened in 2011 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, we grew really fast as a single doc office. Got to a thousand a week on our own with Dr. Pete. I think you did too. There's only probably count on one hand, the number of docs that I, I know of that have done that totally through God's grace. And I don't even know, I, I probably couldn't read, reproduce it to this day. I don't know how it actually happened, but you know, Sked was birthed out of that. You know, we just had 45 minute waits. We were in 1300 square feet. People were waiting on their car outside. Phone was ringing off the hook for appointment scheduling and rescheduling. And we're like, oh my gosh, we just need a, we need something better. You know, we had our EHR system that was built to take accurate patient notes and bill insurance. That's what it was created to do really well. It wasn't created to schedule really well and communicate with our practice members really well and create convenience for them, right? So we developed SCED to create the convenience. And I, I, it, it wasn't like, at the time when I created SCED, if this could, if it could only, they told me I could build it for like 50 grand. I really haven't shared this very much, but they said for $50,000, you could build this whole app. And I was like, done, let's do it. If it only works for me, it's going to be worth it. Five years later and $8 million later, <laughs> now we got the product that you see before us. So if somebody else would have told me, we'll, we'll create this thing for 8 million bucks and you only got to pay 300 something a month to use it. I'd be like, okay, I'll just pay, I'll just pay you to, to make this and I'll pay the 300 bucks and use the software. But that's what it started as a scheduling app, you know, like let, let's create an app that they can, they can see their appointments, they can schedule, they can reschedule for their whole family. And it syncs real time with my EHR and it works the way I want it to work. So if I hired a CA, uh, Mary, and I want to train Mary, who's your remarkable CA, Mary, ironically enough, and I say, Mary, okay, this, when somebody calls, schedule here and don't overbook these. And if there's a new patient here, this is how many adjustments, you know, like you would train a team member and they're going to do the best they can to make that schedule perfect. We just created SCED in the back end of SCED so you can code it to do the exact same thing like you would train Mary. You create a system and you say, this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. These are the appointment codes. This is the criteria. And then it just goes to work 24 hours a day and gives them, gives the patient the ability to access to that convenience without sacrificing your compliance and the rules and everything around your office in order for you to get the best results. And that's, you know, in our office now, we have seven providers, two locations. Uh, we see 1,700 visits a week. A lot is going on. And SCED is the intricate network that runs and connects that whole thing. And, and every feature that comes out is just one more thing that we, we create because we need help and we need to leverage technology to help free us up. So uh, our life is more convenient and my CAs can interact with the patients coming in the door um, and do what they do best and create those, you know, person-to-person -person interactions and those relationships that drive um, conversion and retention and let the technology kind of handle the stuff behind the scenes that the patient desires. So good. I have so many more questions, things I want to talk to you about, but I, I know for time's sake, I just wanted to ask one more. So when I, when I hear it, it's like set it and forget it. It's not set it and forget it. It's set it. And it keeps working 24 seven, but talk a little bit about things that are coming maybe down the pipe, you know, this year, 2023 going ahead. I mean, you guys are continuing to add things to the capabilities of SCED. It seems that's what I'm keep, keep seeing and hearing. So anything that you want to share today, you don't have to, but if there's anything to add, you know, to share already what you described, it's like, 
game over. Like, where were you when I was doing a thousand a week with you, man? I felt the same way. Where were you when I really needed you? You're there now for all of us who really need you and everybody's listening. So yeah, any, anything new that you're up to right now you want to share, talk about? Yeah, so so I'm glad you brought up Set It and Forget It because this is, you know, two years ago, if you just had a, a regular text message appointment reminder, like, hey, Pete, look forward to seeing you at three o'clock tomorrow, you know, and it went out like a day before or something, that was good enough. But if you look in your, even in your iPhone now, they have different categories of, they have people you know and people you don't know. And you get texts from people you don't know. Business texting now and political texting and texting for capital and like all this garbage that people don't, they used to see text messages as my friends. It's starting to drift into like email now where, where you know, you don't see email as these are my friends. You see it as this is work and business and people spamming me. So some of SMS and texting is becoming that now. So this year we launched a concierge service as part of SCED where our team will customize your appointment reminders every single week for you. So every single week for the whole year, we'll change your appointment reminder. So it's not just, hey, Pete, we'll see you at three o'clock. And it becomes white noise because the whole point of an appointment reminder is to get them to show up and increase your show up rate. So we track all these metrics. So if our show up rate's going down, well, we're sending an appointment reminder out, but then we get people that are like, oh, I never saw it. I'm like, well, you click, you, you can't not see it. I mean, shows up as a red bubble on your phone that says one, you know? So you had to, you had to have seen it. You just didn't, it didn't process because it's the same one every day for a year. So our team customizes those through the whole year based on themes, whatever. So now it's March Madness. So there'll be like a, an emoji basketball on it and something about March Madness and we can't wait to see you. And it, it evokes an emotion from them. So they see it, they smile, it creates this like bond between them and your office. They see you as something that they enjoy and they like. Um, and that emotion that, that it creates through a, a simple text message. So that, that's where our company really differentiates itself is we experience the pain in our own office. So we're like, okay, we're seeing the number drop. What can we do to make it better? This, when we change it every week, it makes a huge difference. So let's create a product within SCED, a concierge service that does this for any office that wants it. And that's just where we keep going as, as we customize our product for chiropractors. Oh man, already just even you saying that, I'm like, that's brilliant. It's so cool. And sign me up. I want concierge only. <laughs> Uh, whatever, whatever is the best. I want that. Cause you know, like you said, you know, the, the experience of being a patient is it, it's be it's outside of the, just the two minutes that you're with me in the adjusting room. It's, it's everything that you get when you encounter my brand and anything that, and, and what I love about Sked is it represents the brand, my brand well to the standard that I want my brand. That's what I always think. I'm like, man, Sked, they brand well. They represent the brand of chiropractic well. And that's what I represent. When you come in, you experience me and my team and this experience in this office in every capacity. It's like, man, these people are excellent. They're on top of it. They know what they're doing. Like they pay attention to the details. And that's the level that I see coming from you guys. And you just keep taking it to the next level with the innovation. Love it. Uh, all right. So how do our listeners um, learn more, take a next step? If somebody wants to you know, talk to somebody, get a demo, what, what, what are the next steps to take? Yeah. If you're, if you're interested, this sounds like, man, this would be so nice for, for our clinic or my business. You really need to just get on a call with our team so they can see like, what do you, where, where's your biggest pain points? You know, like what, what can help you the most? Sked has, you know, we go through features for two hours, a ton of stuff to help automate your clinic and create a, a great tech experience for your patients. 
So you just got to get on a strategy call. You can book it by going to uh, sked.life, S-K-E-D. Sked is slang for scheduling, if anybody uh, wanted to know that. Uh, sked.life, L-I-F-E. So you just go out there, click set up strategy call. If you don't want to do that, you can just send us an email, info at sked.life. Uh, you can send it to me if you have a question specifically on something that we do to run our practice. That's Dr. Eric, D-R-E-R-I-K at sked.life. Those are the best ways to get a hold of us. And our team will jump on with you to show you, you know, the stuff that is going to help you the most. And, and our team white gloves the whole thing. So that, well, once you start, it's not like you need a whole other person to like get this all up and going for you. We hired an entire team. We have 10 support people that that's their job is to train and onboard and set all this up for you, all your appointments, all your reminders, like create the whole thing and white glove the whole experience for you. So just know that it, the, the, the whole experience is great. So again, what I love about this as we wrap is this birth from a place of pain, scar tissue, right? We always like to say we teach from scar, scar tissue. We also develop businesses and solutions from pain. And what, the pain that you've experienced, everyone that's listening has experienced and is experiencing to some degree right now. And in these very quickly changing days and times that we live in, uh, we have to stay on that cutting edge on that under the bell curve so that we continue to stay relevant. And you guys are doing that. So thank you for doing that. We talk about as CEOs, remember CEOs, we leverage technology, you know, training and systems and people. These are things we leverage the value that, you know, a genius of a human or a, a technology or a system uh, can bring to the table and that training does. And that's what this is. So it's in alignment with what we teach as CEOs, what we should be doing to become remarkable CEOs and build more remarkable businesses. So Dr. Eric, thank you for being a remarkable CEO. Thank you for being a remarkable success partner, a platinum partner with the remarkable practice. We're super grateful for you and super honored to be aligned with you and continue serving our great profession and advancing this profession forward so we can help more people, make a bigger impact, restore health to humanity, which is our ultimate vision and purpose here at the remarkable uh, practice, remarkable CEO. So thanks for joining us. You guys heard where to get in contact. You can go to sked.life and book a strategy call or email them at info at sked.life. Or if you want to get to Dr. Eric directly, Dr. Eric at sked.life. And uh, Dr. Eric, thanks for joining me. I look forward to uh, reconnecting with you. I'm sure here again soon. Enjoy the family. And uh, God bless you and all for all of you who are listening. Thanks for joining us and, and tuning in. And I look forward to picking it up next week on the next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Until then, God bless everyone. Have a remarkable week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.